So, yeah, I'm trying something a little bit new. Not that I feel like I want to be a podcaster. I have more than enough on my plate. Um, but I was talking to one of my good friends, Paul McNeil, better known as One Cool Blurred, who is often here hanging out with me. And um, he was like, oh, you know, now that you're doing these book reviews, it might be dope for you to also record yourself on Anchor FM. So if you don't know what Anchor FM is, and I've been like low-key stalking them, but evidently not well enough. I don't know why this is so blurry. There we go. Um, yeah, so Anchor FM, I've been low-key stalking them. And like I said, not closely enough because last I checked, they were only for iPad or iPhone users. And I ain't team iPhone, for those of you who don't know. Um, so... I hadn't realized that it came to Android and so whoop, it's on Android and I'm testing it to see, you know, how the audio quality comes out because I think he's so right for the book reviews. It could be really cool to like make it into a podcast and just have people hear the audio if they want. So that's what I'm testing tonight, guys, you know, always something brand spanking new. So anyway... Thank you for joining me. Welcome to Ask Serena Live. This is my weekly talk show that I do here on Periscope where I just come let my hair down with you guys and talk to you guys about everything from politics to book reviews to parenthood, everything. You name it, I've pretty much touched it here. So that's a little bit about Ask Serena, a little bit about me. I am Janine Truitt. I'm the Chief Innovations Officer for Talent Inc. Innovations, LLC based in Long Island, New York, and I focus on workforce planning, digital marketing, and tech advisory, just to name a few things. If you guys are ever interested in what I do at scale, you can visit me at www.talentthinkinnovations.com. So this is week two of the Ask Serena Live book talks. I really enjoyed the talk with you guys last week, which was about the Dear Queen journey by Sylvester McNutt. And, um, you know, we did a deep dive on self-love and, you know, things I've experienced in my own life and, and, you know, like, just like how all of that manifests and, and, you know, why there's so much hype around it and why it's so important to cultivate it. So we had that discussion last week. And so this week, the book that I am discussing is called Mind Right, Life Right. Um, I'm almost afraid to move it because I'm holding up my tablet this way. I'm going to try to get something else in for it so I can show you. So this is this week's book. It's called Mind Right, Life Right. It's by this gentleman, Ash Cash. And he has been like, super gracious and really nice because I've been posting about this for the better part of the week and tagging him not a lot to spam him but here and there and when i have tagged him on both instagram and twitter he was very kind to write me a little note and just say that he appreciates me so if you end up watching this ash super big shout out to you you're super humble i appreciate you for recognizing that i'm reviewing your book and i have nothing but really good things to say about it so thank you um, so again, yeah, the name of it is Mind Right, Life Right. It was, this book was a gift to me from my loving hubby 
for Valentine's Day because he knows that I'm super into, you know, not so much that I am like trying to fix myself, but I am very much in a mode of rapid um, and sustained self-improvement uh, and I'm always looking to learn and grow so this book was right on time so what I will say up front is that this is really um this book is really centered on manifesting your dreams and it's not the first book I've re read excuse me about you know this whole concept it is largely based on law and so if you're not familiar with law of attraction i'll help you to understand you know what that is and, and how that works so you guys might remember those of you that watched like maybe about three weeks ago i did a whole thing on you know religion versus spirituality and talked a little bit about my road in terms of my own beliefs and you know i, I talked a lot about how you know i grew up in I wouldn't say a religious household, but I did grow up with religion. So I was uh, baptized Lutheran, and then you know my dad was Roman Catholic. So we kind of went back and forth between those things. So I certainly had religion in my life, but I find the older I get, not so much that I can't subscribe to it. I find myself trying to connect the dots in a more, I guess, I, what I feel is a more real way. And part of what I've been focused on is this whole concept of mindset and law of attraction and just like the laws of the universe and how that works and how you work with it as almost a co-creator of your life, right? So I think, you know, for a lot of people, especially people who are really religious, this is like what they call woo-woo, uh, which I hate. <laughs> by the way, but I'll let you have that um, because, you know, again, it doesn't tie back to a God, a specific God like Jesus or Allah or whomever you pray to. It ties into a source that nobody can name, you know, God, whatever. And a lot of it is based on you. It puts a lot of the onus on you. And I think that is a very uncomfortable discussion for people who are uber religious so anyhow, this book is not super religious. I just wanted to give context that this is something that I've been kind of talking about and mulling over. This is about really improving your mindset so that the outcomes and the life and the things that you see are the things that you want to see, right? So essentially, um, the author starts off the first paragraph, the first chapter rather, talking about how law of attraction is bullshit. But I think in order for you to understand where he's coming from, I think I have to define law of attraction for you. So law of attraction essentially says that um, what you think about will manifest itself. It's that basic premise. So that is to say that if you focus on negativity instead of things that you want, then you will always see negative things in your life um, and vice versa. If you really focus hard enough on good things, then good things will come your way. It sounds very basic and on some level, I'm really making it simple because you could dive really deep into the topic. And in fact, I've actually 
read a more in-depth book on the whole phenomena of law of attraction which is uh, a book by Abraham Hicks and just so you're aware in case you ever ask me about that book that book you have to be in a certain mindset I will tell you to be able to read that book because at first glance when you read what's happening and how the people who wrote the book are coming by their information it takes a very open mind to understand how they may be coming by the information so there's that the good thing about Ash Cash's book Mind Right Life Right is that he's speaking from his own personal experience it's not a book about uh, channeled information and when I say channeled I mean that the person is receiving information from like beyond, right? Stick with me. I am but just the messenger. So that is the good thing with Ash Cash's book and why I think it's very um, palatable versus the Abraham Hicks book. Because I think you really, again, have to be very open to read that book. So in any event, Law of Attraction is about, if you think about something what you focus on will proliferate i'm sure you've heard that saying before what you focus on with intention so it's not just the focus of thinking about it but it's thinking about it and having feeling putting some intention behind it that is what the law of attraction is what you think and put intention behind are things that you will ultimately see in your life right and so his first chapter he talks about how he he thinks it's bullshit, which as you read the book, you understand that he was kind of being a little tongue in cheek, but not really like he he believes that it is, but he really doesn't. So he believes in law of attraction, essentially. But I think what he was trying to drive home at in that first chapter is that to think that you can just think about something, even if it's with intention and you can make it happen. That's not how this works. Right. And so he goes a little bit deeper to talk about how, yes, you do have to have the right mindset. You do have to have a positive mindset, but you've got to help yourself in this. So you've got to have an action behind it and you've got to um, do some things. And he gives some, you know, basic examples. Like he gives an example about lasagna, for instance. You know, if I really feel like I want lasagna tonight and I really think about it hard, lasagna is not going to just appear i have to decide i want it if i'm going to make it i've got to go out and get the ingredients and i've got to make that you know put that all together put it in the oven whatever if i'm going to order it vice versa you get the point so he's just basically trying to be funny and drive home the fact that like you can't just think about things and it happens although he does talk about the fact that he did try to foster a, a positive mindset early on when he was toying with the whole world attraction piece and that he did indeed attract things that he wanted to himself but he felt like the things he attracted to himself weren't exactly sustainable and so that's when he dives a little bit deeper into you know exactly what you need to kind of make it happen so the whole book is like this i think what he tried to do with this book is to have people who may be getting hip to the laws of the universe, things like law of attraction, which is usually the first rung of you kind of coming into this whole 
spiel about you know you being a co-creator in your life and i think he just tried to give people like some really tangible ways to foster a mindset and follow through to some good outcomes so i'll share a little bit about my own story um like i said i've been kind of reading these books for probably about five or six months now you know about law of attraction just about um you know having a positive mindset like for me i am an entrepreneur i own my own business and not that it's not important for other people who may be working to have a positive mindset it's certainly something that everybody should have but uh especially for me in my lane doing what i do with the amount of risk and unknowns and um angst and all the different things that come with being an entrepreneur it's been really important for me to remain grounded in something and to have like some really quick go-to things that I can go to and pull inspiration if that makes sense and so there was a time you know say like two years ago two and a half or so years ago when you know things things were great in the business but things weren't where I wanted them to be per se and you know there were times where I was getting down on myself and feeling really kind of distraught about my efforts not reaping the the rewards that I wanted at the time and I found things like affirmations and really got into this whole mindset of okay you know, if I say these things to myself every day, or if I look at them, or if I write them down and commit them to memory, it'll help me to keep the faith and to keep my mind on positive things. And so throughout the book, he has like several mindset things that he, you know, takes you through mindset exercises to get you to start thinking about this stuff. So like the first mindset principle is accept your divine right of abundance. And what he says is the universe is ready and willing to give you everything your heart desires. Know and believe that abundance is your birthright. So it sounds very like out there, but I think whether you're religious or anything else, I think it's a great way to think that, hey, you know, from where I sit, I can have whatever I want so long as I keep my wits about me so long as I have a positive mindset and so long as I'm willing to do the work that it takes to get to that outcome. I think it's not unreasonable for anybody to adopt that that way of being, right? I don't think that it takes for you to be a part of a certain religion, spiritual or anything to understand that. And so basically that principle is just saying like, hey, the world is your oyster you know whatever you can think up dream up can be yours with the right mindset and so you know he gives a lot of anecdotes and then goes into basically you know giving you some affirmations that you can say to yourself every day so that you remind yourself of what it means to either be in gratitude or to have a positive mindset or what it means to handle change you know which is something i've always struggled with right so change is inevitable 
um, it's something we've all got to deal with. But, you know, for me, I've been kind of like the kind of person that is like, yeah, I like to be able to anticipate things and not, you know, be blindsided by something, especially if it's not like what I think is uh, a positive outcome, but something negative. Who likes that, right? So he gives you kind of the framework for that. And it's cool too. I think the psychology part of me loves the fact that he breaks down like how your brain works so it's not as if you're going through these exercises and thinking like okay i'm adopting something that is completely way out there right he talks about how your brain works and it makes sense from that point on so he talks about how like everybody is either dealing with their conscious their subconscious or their super subconscious at any given point in terms of how they process things so your conscious obviously is, you know, your thinking, your logic, uh, it's, you know, the, your check and balance, the thing that's always keeping you grounded in what society says it's right, what your parents taught you, education, like all the things in the social cues that we get is part of the conscious mind. And then when we talk about the subconscious, that's like, you know, who you really want to be, like at your core, who you really are, what you really are. And then the super subconscious he talks about as being your soul. So your intuition, essentially, which, you know, is kind of like almost your GPS guiding all of that. And so, you know, he tries to help the reader understand the connection between all of this, all of those three different minds and how you get to manifesting things that you want to see. So you know, if you, let's just say you want to be a millionaire, right? Um, his advice is that essentially you think it first, like, okay, I want to be a millionaire. And then your subconscious is like, well, yeah, that works. You know, it would be great to be a millionaire because I can do these things. And then your soul kind of calibrates that at some sort of level. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not insinuating that if you sit here and think about it long enough you'll become a millionaire again i think the piece that people get hung up on is like oh well if i think it'll happen that's bullcrap well of course it is you've got to do some things the the point is that if you're not laser focused on the things that you want then they're probably not going to come to you it's that simple i know for me the reason why, and I've said this a really long time and many times over, the reason why I feel like I've been successful to some extent, right, although not where exactly I want to be with things, is because I've been laser focused on my craft, laser focused on what I want. And because I've had that focus and I've backed up that focus with actions, whether that is you know, putting myself in situations where people can see me um, in spaces where I want to be or putting myself in situations where I can build networks of people who are most closely aligned with what I want to be doing in life or, you know, perhaps it's just starting something that maybe I don't have all the resources for today but I'm putting, I had been putting my ducks in a row so that when the opportunity presented itself, 
I was ready to go, right? So it's it's all of those things at once. I think people, when they hear about things like law of attraction and law of intention, and there's like so many laws. And to be honest, full transparency, I haven't dug into all of them in great detail. I'm really at the point law of attraction and what that means and the law of allowance. And I'll tell you about that in a bit. But I think when people hear these things in the way that it gets put forth, people generally are like, that's nonsense. You know, like, what do you mean I can think of something and it'll just appear? Like, what is this, a magic show? You know, um, and so it's a little short-sighted, but it also depends on how this stuff gets put forth. And like I said, I think he, of all of the authors that have written on Law of Attraction, I find his particular guy to be fairly practical for the person who maybe isn't into all of the, you know, universal talk per se, but that just wants some really feel-good advice to apply on a daily basis so i said i was going to talk a little bit about law of allowance so you have law of attraction like i said which is that i use my mind to think of what i want um, or to create the life that i want or the career i want or whatever and as a result of that uh mindset i'm able to you know attract the things that i want into my life so one of the other rules to this is once you think about what you want and you decide like this is what I'm going after and you take the actions to put yourself in a situation for it to happen the next step is that you have to allow so what do I mean by that meaning that um depending on whatever your belief system is you have to first think of what you want you have to take whatever actions to show that you have an intention towards that thing and then when there's nothing more that can be done really on your part from a human capability standpoint you've got to allow the powers that be to step in and make it happen right so essentially if you think it you take the actions and you continue to try to control how things happen then you're not allowing and by you not allowing then you can't have it basically you cannot have what you want and so this concept he touches on too in the book and it really is so true even if you don't want to buy into most of this this part for certain is so true for me at least because I am the kind of person who would like know that I want something would know that know with specificity what I wanted take the actions to get it and I've made the mistake in the past of trying to like finagle how it happens like I would try my best to control the outcome and the reality is and I think we all know this to be true any living breathing you know adult understands that you can want something um but it doesn't always come to you in the time that you want it. You know, it will come to you when you are prepared. It will come to you sometimes when you least expect it. And, you know, whomever is asking you to rise to the occasion, it will happen when it's meant to happen. And I've made the mistake of thinking like once I've made an intention, if I say it's going to happen now, it's going to happen now. And what happens with that is sometimes 
the universe says, okay, have it now. And you orchestrate whatever you orchestrate and somehow now what you've gotten is not what you were after, right? Like now you've gotten an outcome you don't really like because maybe the timing wasn't right. Maybe you weren't as prepared as you thought you were. And so it becomes a lesson more so than you getting exactly what you want. So this whole idea of the law of allowing is really key to most anything that you want in terms of career, life, anything that you want for yourself. You have to be able to think with ver with clarity as much as that's possible. Like it's really hard in a world where it's extremely noisy, which is why I meditate. Um, and not that the meditation I do is a perfect science, but it does help me to have clarity around my thoughts. But you do have to have clarity around your thoughts. You do have to be specific, as specific as you can be about you know, what you want for yourself when you're having that dialogue with whomever. And you've got to take actions. You know, and actions can be a lot of things. Sometimes it's simply just saying it out loud and saying it often um, and consistently so that it's understood this is something that you want. Sometimes it's just putting it down in a journal and making it a real idea instead of something in your head. Sometimes the ideas move beyond journal, beyond just talking about it, and it requires you to actually do something for yourself, like actually take some steps towards it. So like an example of this would be, you know, I want to leave the industry that I'm in and I want to switch into another one and try this kind of work. You might start off with that as an idea. You might write about it in a journal, but then eventually you've got to start to do some research on that industry and find out what it takes to get in. And then you've got to figure out how to start to infiltrate that in industry and get the information and the education and the skills that you need. Um, and then eventually, if you have to get a job, you may have to reach out to somebody and actually have a discussion. So it's, you know, again, it comes, it's it really this manifestation, as they call it, manifesting of dreams is it's a verb you know it's not like oh i manifest and like you know somebody waves a wand and it happens sometimes it happens like that those are like the little miracles and coincidences and like sweet spots of life when like you merely think of something and it just happens like that's dope but at scale you have to be very intentional about keeping your mind on the right things. And I think that's why he named the book Mind Right, Life Right, you know, because it's it really is so true. Like, if you want to have a good life, I don't think you can have the best life or the life that you're trying to go after with a poor or a negative mindset. I can certainly think back to instances for me when I have not been in the right frame of mind or I wasn't able to muster positive emotions in a certain situation and that mindset just snowballed into more negativity and more outcomes that I didn't like and the typical human way to deal with that is to say wow I just can't get a break or wow you know I I really am having a bad stretch of luck um, you know, or, you know, I don't know why this is happening to me. I don't understand why I'm being punished. 
and it took trust me like if i'm coming off like i have this down pat please know that this is a work <clears throat> in progress for me it really really is but it's taken a lot of work for me to get to a point where i'm not gonna say i don't have fears i'm not gonna say i don't get angry or down on myself or down on my luck but i'm very like i'm very very intentional about when those negative feelings seep in that i i sit with it i honor it but after a time i know enough to turn it off and not indulge in it any further because i know that indulging in it further is not going to bring me any closer to what I really want, right? And so if I want to turn whatever that situation's around, I understand I've got to find some way to kind of refocus myself on good, whether it's to stop everything I'm doing and just dance without abandon in my living room, or if it's just me leaving the house, going for a ride, or maybe it's talking to my best friend, to get my mind off of stuff or my mom or whomever like I've learned like how to just stop myself in those moments and not get too far down the rabbit hole and you know I think that's pretty much what he's trying to like drive home I'll give you some examples just a little bit of um, you know some other mindset stuff he has so like I said how I said that I don't indulge too much in the negativity. Here's one of his other mindset principles that he talks about. Um, and for those of you that weren't on in the beginning, I'm talking about this book, Mind Right Life Right by Ash Cash, and just kind of sharing my life ahas with it. So mindset principle number six is adversity exists only to strengthen where you are weak. When you successfully overcome obstacles, you are signaling to the universe that you are ready for the next level of life. So again, you know, from a religious, spiritual standpoint, whether you believe in one being, several beings, or whatever, um, I think you can figure out a way to apply that, which is to say, hey, we all go through adversity, we all have difficult times, and putting those things in context really help your mindset so it's one thing to tell somebody say these affirmations here's a, a principle that you can recite every day it sounds good but like i think the the act the behavior that you're after in this whole thing is really reframing situations so that's to say that when adversity hits you it's you know instead of saying oh i'm being punished or i'm I'm a victim, it's reframing it to, you know, what am I being elevated to, right? And so like, I have a situation right now where, and I don't want to say too much, I'm going to be very <laughs> clever about how I talk about this, but I have a situation right now where I was asked to do something and it's the best thing ever now but at the time you know I was kind of looking at the people that I had to be in contact with for how long um in order to accomplish this goal of mine and every single person that's in this this thing is kind of like people that I'm not that fond of like pretty much for the most part three quarters of this 
group or just people that I don't deal with, don't have a desire to deal with, right? Um, and so I could have done a few things in that, right? I could have said to myself, you know what? Why is this happening to me? Who's doing this to me? You know, like I could back out. I could have done all of those things. Instead, I chose to reframe it, you know, not that it's like stark adversity, but in my head, it was something, not so much something that I wanted. And so instead I decided to reframe it as, you know, what am I being elevated to do in this situation? Like maybe this isn't the bad, the worst thing possible that I have in my head. My logical mind, my conscious mind wanted me to believe like this is going to be horrible, right? Because that's what our logic tells us. It's very rational. But I tried to reframe it and, and the way of, you know, I'm being elevated to something. There's something big, huge here that I'm supposed to achieve. And I need to see it through to see what that is and rise to the occasion, right? Especially if you say, if you're a person like me and you say, I'm always open to continually improving and raising the bar for myself. Well, then you can't shy away from situations like that. And you also can't play the victim. So in that situation, I chose to reframe it so that I can continue down the path and have enough um, excitement, if you will, or enough gumption to continue down the path to uh, do what it is that I'm being called to do. And, it, you know, it'll remain to be seen, you know, what it is that I am being called to do or how it ends up proliferating for me in, in the long run. But I, I really think that it's hard for people to connect, you know, saying affirmations, having this great mindset without understanding that a lot of it requires you to take certain actions and to shift your behavior, even if it's ever so slightly, you know, like, so going into next week, we're going into the weekend, you know, if something comes up and it's not something you wanted, you didn't ask for it, but here it is hitting you in the head and it's some adversity, breathe and sit back with it, sit with it and just try to figure out like, what's really happening and how can you put your best foot forward and try to shake it and just tell yourself you've got it you've got this and you know you've been through worse because it's probably true you've been through worse and you came through that and you just tell yourself that you'll do that again and and again and again and again right like this is what life is so again you know i'm going to end the conversation but for me this book is helpful, you know, for those of us who are like me, worry warts, <laughs> um, sometimes anxious, sometimes a little too difficult and hard on ourselves, recovering perfectionists. I keep telling you guys that that's my thing. I am a recovering perfectionist. I think that he gives real world examples of how you can put this into action and he gives you the tools like i said through wording messaging because i think just to end off i think that's a lot of it's not it's the actions it's the mindset um it's the shifting of pers perspective and how you package things but it's also having the right language to speak to yourself like these are not things people give you 
I kind of talked about this a little bit when I talked about the Dear Queen journey last week. Like, we are so not armed with the right language sometimes to deal with one another, let alone deal with ourselves. And so what ends up happening in situations where we end up with an outcome we don't like is we speak to ourselves in a way that's not nice, right? You'll say things like, oh, I was so dumb because I did that. Or, you know, I, I'm never going to amount to something because this took place. Or I'm a loser. Or I can't believe how ridiculous I am. Or I'm an idiot. You know, whatever it is. We're not there in each other's heads, but that's some of the messaging that we have and the wiring we have in terms of how we speak to ourselves. And so, like, like I was saying is I think he gives you the tools, he gives you the anecdotes to back what he's saying, and he makes law of attraction something that I think is tangible instead of something that you think is kind of out there. And I feel like he gives you some of the language that you need to be able to speak to yourself in a loving way, right? To kind of continue on from the conversation of last week of self-love, I feel like this gives you some language that is positive so that you can speak to yourself with love and move forward and take like the proper steps to doing exactly what you want to do and manifesting the things you want. So I hope this was helpful. I hope it was, um, you know, like this stuff is not for everybody. And I feel like people who like this kind of reading or this, uh, this philosophy tend to get, you know, the raw end of the stick as if you're being weird or out there or whatever. I don't really care whether people think that about me, but I do know that there is a certain stigma around it. And I'm doing my best to come a little bit more out front with the fact that I feel and think about these things in this way because I now know I'm not the only one. And there's no shame in it. And I suspect if I'm learning these things, it can help other people. So that's where I'm at with that. So again, the book is Mind Right, Life Right. If you like it, get it. Um, and let him know that you like it because, like I said, he... Every time I tagged him this week, he was like super good just saying thank you. So I think he just appreciates knowing that his philosophy is helpful. But hope you enjoyed it. I am going to be doing another two of these book talks. So one next week and then one the following week. Because I was going to do like three weeks. And then I'm like, uh, I don't like odd numbers. Let's just keep it even. Let's just do a full four weeks of book talks. So really really cool and i to be honest i'm a little bit stuck on which book i want to review with you next week i'm in the middle of reading um khalil gibran's the prophet which i like a lot and i feel like have really good life lessons in them so i might do that with you next week and i might end with another sylvester mcnutt book or we may do some poetry i just haven't decided which one it might be ruby core or atticus i'm not sure um but yeah if you follow me follow me if you follow me just keep peeled to at serena of hr on twitter and on instagram for the previews but i'm more than certain i think i'm gonna go the route of the profit 
because I feel like there's some really good larger than life nuggets we can break down and sink our teeth into so I think I'm going to go with the profit for next week and then to be continued for the last book talk but I hope you guys enjoy this and like I said I am trying out this new piece of me doing this with audio on Anchor FM and so I'm going to make the audio available probably tomorrow so again keep peeled to my at Zarina VHR on Twitter and Instagram for those links because that's where I'll be sharing the audio in case you want to go back and listen. Other than that, um, the Black Blogs Matter Challenge continues this week's theme is passing on opportunities. Now, opportunities, 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 like that's in coon, right? So, just to give you an idea of what the theme is, it's um really to highlight the ways in which people of color are <clears throat> kind of goaded into doing things that go against their culture in the in the name of being seen as more palatable by white folks right so that is where the theme came from in terms of passing on opportunities I have not dropped my article yet. I will be dropping it tomorrow to talk about, you know, what the stakes are for that and why ain't nobody got time for that in 2018 to be out here cooning. Uh, I have noticed that people in my particular sphere get really annoyed when you use that word coon, right? But I wonder why. Like, I, I wonder why. Because it's not directed towards them. It's they have a they participate in the cooning but it's not directed towards them so I, I get very fascinated when people um who are not of color get annoyed with that word but um and not other words i'm not going to say the other i think you know what i mean so anyhow that is the black blogs matter challenge theme for this week i will be chiming in on it tomorrow so keep peel to the aristocracy of hr.com and that's all i got guys thank you so much for tuning in thank you replay viewers you're awesome i see you guys it's just way too many of you guys to shout you out separately but i appreciate you watching and i will see you guys next week all right take care have a great weekend Bye.